All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. The law of sin. What exactly is the law of sin? Because it seems to be a new doctrine that has been invented by new age pastors to kind of deceive those that have no knowledge of the law at all. Well, in this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to go over the law of sin. We're going to see what Paul the Apostle was talking about in the book of Romans chapter 7. We're going to go back into the First Testament to show you, back into the Second Testament to show you what Paul was actually talking about. So stay tuned. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I recently was invited to join on Facebook the Christian discussion, Hebrews versus Christians debate. And uh, there was a woman that came with a comment saying that Why are we keeping the law of sin? Why would we die because we kept the law of sin? And how she went on to say that you guys understand that we are not justified by the law, which before I even go into it, I'm going to uh, prove to you that we are justified by the law, but not the works of the law. And what the works of the law are. And as we go into that, brothers and sisters, we're going to learn that those two connect, the works of the law and the law of sin. But what I want to do is I want to open up in uh, 1 Kings 8, 1 Kings 8. And I want to start in verse 32. 1 Kings 8, verse 32 says, Then hear thou in heaven, and do, and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked. We know Proverbs 28 and 4, and uh, Proverbs 29, 16. The wicked are those that don't keep the commandments. To bring his way upon his head, and justifying, justifying the righteous, those that keep the law, Luke 1 and 6, Psalms 125, verse 3, to give him according to his righteousness. So there is a chapter in the verse that says that God justifies the righteous, the law keeper. That's one. Let's go to the second one. Let's go to the book of Matthew 11. Matthew 11. Matthew 11. Verse 19, the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 19 says, the son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. Now, this is what the Pharisee was accusing Christ of doing because of what he said in Matthew 9, verse 13. He says this in Matthew 9, verse 13, but go ye and learn what that meaneth. 
I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, those that are already keeping the law, but sinners unto repentance. So Christ came to try to get the sinners to repent. So since he did that, the Pharisee comes back and um, he, he uh, says in his own words what they thought of him. In Matthew 11, verse 19, he says, And the Son of Man came eating and drinking. And they say, Behold, a man gluttonous, a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. This is what they said. Even though we know Christ did no sin. But this is what they had to say about Christ. But Christ says, But wisdom is justified of her children. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom is justified 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 of her children what's wisdom let's get the book of first chronicles 22 this is my favorite one first chronicles 22 and verse 12 it says only the lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning israel that thou mayest keep the law of the lord thy god verse 13 then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with the with concerning Israel, be strong, be good, be of good courage, dread not, nor be dismayed. See, let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. Because, brothers and sisters, the root word of wisdom is wise. So I, you know, you can't look at what these new age preachers who do not know the Bible are talking about. You must read the scriptures, chapter and verse. Deuteronomy 4 and 6. Now, I want to read verse 5 and 6 together. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, as Moses talking, that ye should do in the land whether ye go to possess it. All right? Verse 6. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom, 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 and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this is a great nation. This great nation is a wise and understanding people. The root word of wisdom is wise. Says the same thing in Psalms 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Says the same thing in Proverbs, and here's one that will just break the glass. Proverbs 28, verse 7 says this Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son. That's Proverbs 28 and 7. But he that is a companion of riotous men shameth his father. See, Christ says wisdom. Wisdom comes from the law is justified of her children. Wisdom comes from the law. Keeping the law. Obtaining the law in your heart. Romans 2.13. Romans 2 verse 13. Romans 2.13 says, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Now, brothers and sisters, there are there's the three scriptures 
that tell you that you're justified by the law. But as I said before, and I'll say again, not the works of the law. Here's where we're going to go into the law of sin. I'm going to show you something. I want Galatians 3. The book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 19. So you have to pay attention, brothers and sisters, because these people, these Sunday Christians, they will fabricate a doctrine to deceive you into not keeping the commandments, the Sabbath day, the holy days. They'll deceive you into doing that because they don't know it, the Bible, by chapter and verse. They are taught the same thing by the mind. And they only parakeet what they hear their pastor saying, which he doesn't know the Bible either. Because he couldn't explain. If she couldn't, I'll say it to you like this. Asking her what is the law of sin, she couldn't tell me. If she can't tell me what the law of sin is and where it's recorded and when it started, Neither can our pastor tell me what the law of sin is, where it's recorded, and when it started. It's a made-up doctrine that they try to use. And, you know, I, I first heard the doctrine come out of the mouth of um, Creflo Dollar. He was preaching this, and I looked at him one night. You know, I looked at a little portion of his message, and when I saw it, the brother was confused. And again, from the least to the greatest, there was no scriptures. Galatians chapter 3, verse 19. Now you're going to see the scriptures. Galatians 3, 19 says, Wherefore then serveth the law? Now, this law that Paul is talking about now is the law he was talking about in Galatians 2. Verse 16, you are not being justified by the whole book basically is talking about the covenants, not covenant, but covenants of God. So when he talks about in verse 16 of Galatians chapter two, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by justified by faith or the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Now, Paul said we're justified by faith. And in Matthew 23, verse 23, faith is a matter of the law. You cannot remove faith from the law. So we're still justified by the law, but not the works. So what are the works of the law? Well, as he goes into chapter 3, verse 12 says, And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Live in them. Now, we go. he goes on down. Uh, writing until uh, we get to verse 19. That's the crux of the writing. I'm going to show you why. It says, Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgression, till the seed 
should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels, messengers, in the hand of a mediator. Why serveth ye the law? It was added for transgression. What law was added for transgression? You got to ask yourself something. If you transgress the law and a law is added unto it, what is that law called? You're going to find out, brothers and sisters. Let's get Romans chapter 7, verse 7. I want to read this to you. Romans chapter 7, verse 7. Now, <laughs> obviously, in her long rant with no scriptures, she's never read this. Watch Paul. Romans chapter 7, verse 7 says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Now, I want you to put your thinking caps on, brothers and sisters. Put your thinking caps on, brothers and sisters. Paul's going to say something in this verse. Romans 7, verse 7 says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. No. The law is not sin. It's not. God forbid, no. I had not known sin, which is transgression of the law, 1 John 3 and 4, but by the law. If there is no law, I cannot know sin. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians, this is why he says this in 1 Corinthians. We're going to come back to Romans 7 and 7. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse, um, I would say 1 Corinthians 15, verse 56, says this. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. Why did Paul says the strength of sin is the law? Because you got to take a look at what he says in Romans chapter 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. No, I had not known sin, but by the law. The strength of sin was the law. It was the only way, the law was the only way you can identify sin. Because he says in Romans chapter 4, when you go back to Romans chapter 4, and you read verse 15, it says, Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. If no law is in a place, then there's no transgression. You can't have you cannot have one without the other they both were created together god created good and evil before he even created the earth that's why in isaiah 45 verse 7 let's get it again let's finally get these scriptures explained to you brothers and sisters isaiah 45 verse 7 says i form the light and create darkness i make peace and create evil i the lord do all these things the light is the law 
I make peace. When he says I make peace, Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. Can you get peace without the law? Let's see. Isaiah 57, verse 21 says, There shall there is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked, to the unlawful. Proverbs 28, verse 4 says, He who turneth ear away from hearing the law, praise the wicked. If you turn your ear away from hearing God's commandments, you praise the wicked. But such as keep the commandments, contend with them. Because it's always a contention. We're always contending. So the, in the creation of law and sin, the strength of transgression is always the law because the two are against one another. You can't have one without the other. Romans 7 verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known uh, lust except the law says thou shalt not covet. Covet means what? Let's go to Psalms 119 again, my favorite chapter and all 70, 176 verses. Psalms 119 verse 36 says, incline my ear to do thy testimonies, or incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness because covetousness is against the law of God. That was commandment number 10. Thou shalt, shalt not covet for thy neighbor's things. Thou shalt not want greedily like these pastors do in these Sunday churches, money, fame, and power. Thou shalt not covet anything of thy neighbor's, not his wife, not his money, not his his uh, sheep or his oxen or his land or, or, or you pick it up today, you should not covet the car or the wife's deal or the house. Things that people covet, when they see success, they covet things as um, Paul is revealing here. But verse 8, I'm going to read verse 8. But sin taking occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, evil. For without the law, for without the law, sin was dead. You got to understand what Paul is saying. But he says in verse 9, Romans 7 verse 9, But I was, I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived in me, and I died. Why? Look, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Let's go back to the book of Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, and, and before I read that, before I read that, let's get, let's get, uh, now here's the Pharisee, here's the Pharisee, now they say that the Pharisee, and they call us, they mock us by calling us Pharisee, but watch what Christ says to the Pharisee, and John 7, 19. It says, did Moses, did not Moses give you the law? And yet none of you keep the law. Why go ye about to kill me? See, 
Christ knew that they wanted to kill him. And one of the commandments is thou shalt not murder. And the Pharisees always wanted to kill Christ through the whole time his ministry existed. Whether it be by stoning or whether they finally got him. On that night, Judas Iscariot betrayed him. But watch this, verse 20. The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil. That means you that you have a deception, a deceptive thought. Who goeth about to kill thee? And Jesus answered and said to them, I have done one work, and you marvel. You're surprised. Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers, and ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. So we know that the circumcision was given in Genesis 17 to Abraham. The covenant was made, Genesis 17, verse 2 through 13. Not Moses. It, went, it came before Moses. But watch this, verse 23. If a man on the Sabbath day receive his circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken. Because it doesn't matter when you were born, you were to circumcise your child. Are ye angry, angry at me because I have made a man whole to wit? I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day. I have healed the body of a man and the spirit of a man on the Sabbath day, and you're angry with me, yet you're circumcised. That's hypocrisy. That's not the law at all. That's not the law in faith, brothers and sisters. These Pharisees are evil, lawless men that was troubling Christ through his ministry of healing through faith. And the law is of faith. You find it in Matthew 23, verse 23, and Romans 3, 27. But they did not have the law of faith. They didn't have faith at all. They worshiped the temple and needed their bellies filled with the sacrifice of sinners. They were too blind to see that the atonement, the blood of an animal, would end and Christ would become the ultimate sacrifice. That's why John 1.11 says, he came into his own and his own received him not. If they didn't receive him, then what did they receive? They kept on doing the temple worship. Watch this. Acts chapter 9, and I'm going to start <clears throat> in verse uh, 2. It says, And desired of him letters to Damascus and, and the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, that he might bring them bound into Jerusalem. What do you mean? Paul was taking people who no longer believed in the temple worship and believed in Christ being their atonement to the Pharisees bound. That's why Paul said this. That's why Paul said this in the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 6. Because he's going to tell you. I'll read verse 5 and 6. It says, Circumcision, circumcised the eighth day, a stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee. 
I am a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, Acts 7.38, the children of Israel, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. He's telling you, I touched those who were keeping the righteousness in the law, blameless, like it says in Romans 8 and 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, sacrifice, but after the spirit, because the law was in the spirit of a man before the law of Moses came. That is why it says in the book of Psalms, not Psalms, excuse me, Genesis 39. Got to go back. Genesis 39, verse 9 says, There is none greater in this house than I, neither have he kept back anything from me. He's talking about Pharaoh and Joseph. But thee, because thou art his wife. Now then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. There was no sacrifice, there was no Moses at this time. There was no Moses at this time. And Joseph knew sin before Moses came along. That's why the Bible says in Genesis 41, 38, that and Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this man? One as this is a man in whom the Spirit of God is. The Spirit of God was in Joseph. Another word for the Spirit of God or phrase is the Holy Spirit. It was in Joseph before Moses was born. The law, keeping the law in the Spirit, which is what Paul what Paul writes in Ephesians Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind the, the, the loss was in the mind of Joseph already let's go down to uh, verse 23 verse 23 says I see another law in my it says this verse 22. It says, but I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Okay, so okay, after the inward man. That's Jeremiah 31, 33, when God says he's going to put his law in our inward parts. He's saying the same thing. But verse 23, but I see another law, another law, another law, another law. There's two. There's two laws. Why does Paul see another law working in his members? Because before Paul believed in the law through faith, he believed in the law through, uh, or I should say the law of sin, of circumcision, of sacrifice, found in Leviticus 6, 25 and Leviticus 7 and 1. This is the law of the sin offering. Of, that's the word you're looking up, of. Watch this. But I see another law and my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, of which is my members. Because Paul was a Pharisee. He dealt with the law of sin. Watch this. Oh, wretched man I am, who shall deliver me from this, from the body of this death? I thank God, verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, 
So then with my mind, I serve the law of God. I serve the law of God in my mind. But watch this. But with the flesh, the law of sin. What is the law of sin? The law of sin and death. Let's go right back. Let's go right back. He says, with the flesh. Right back to Philippians. Right back to Philippians. Chapter 3, verse 3. It says, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and have and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. What is the flesh? What is the flesh? Galatians 4. Galatians 4. What is the flesh? Galatians 4 says this. It says, in verse, um, I want to start in verse 29, because when you, when you read it on, brothers and sisters, the two sons were two covenants. One covenant is called flesh. The other covenant is called spirit. But he says in Galatians 4.29, but as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. When Christ told Nicodemus in John 3 that you must be born again, uh, 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 Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Paul was a Pharisee. You just read it in Galatians 3. And you can even go to Acts 23 and 6 and see that he's a Pharisee. These men did not believe in Christ, but the temple and circumcision and the law of Moses. They believed in the flesh, the law of sin and death. You sin, you died. If you transgress the law that was added for transgression, that's the law that Paul was freed from. He was free from being a Pharisee his whole life. That's why he says in uh, chapter 8, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Hebrews 10, 28. He that despised the law of Moses died at the hand of two or three witnesses. So don't let these people fool you, brothers and sisters. They don't know nothing about the Bible. The law of sin is a law of sacrifice and temple worship. Shalom.